0: Senoras y senores, it is good to finally be back. But after a couple of days off, we're back talking some Philly sports Ten Philadelphia 76 T guard and get the job done against the Boston Celtics. Getting a big dub, an absolutely humongous dub. I cannot explain to you how big this win is here for the Sixers. Short-handed, we'll talk about every all the drama has been going on, not only with the Sixers but with Philly sports in general. And of and of course, the Sixers on a three-game losing streak, bad losses to Memphis, Miami, Brooklyn. Bounce back despite everything that's been going on, and find a way to get a tough, well-earned win here tonight against the Boston Celtics. What a great night. Nothing's taking me down tonight. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Before we dive into today, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, make sure you guys hit that like button. It would truly mean the world to me. We are now on DSM Media as well, so make sure you guys like and subscribe to both of these channels here as we talk Philly sports all the damn time. So don't ever, ever miss out on any of this content here. And of course, we're we're, we're every stream podcast as well. You can find us under Owey Philly Sports. You can find us on there. And uh, of course, guys, we got the win. Let's get into it today, guys. Let's get it today. What's up, YouTube? What's up, Twitter? What's up, TikTok? What's here today? Um, let's get right into it. So this is obviously an important game. You know, beforehand, we'll talk about, you know, obviously what went down. You know, this has p- kind of been a situation with not just the Sixers, not just with the NBA, but all the sports going around across the country, the NFL going through it. Obviously, here in Philadelphia, we already know the Eagles have got their game pushed back unfairly to tomorrow night. So tomorrow we'll have a Philly sports doubleheader with the Eagles and the Flyers. Um, and we all we all felt the wrath of that, right? A couple of weeks ago, we felt the wrath of the Eastern Conference Finals being delayed as, or, oh, I'm sorry, Eastern Conference Finals being uh, tainted with as NYCFC had to play a shorthanded union team. And obviously, we know what happened. And now here, to, uh, last night, the Sixers were supposed to play a back-to-back Sunday, Monday, uh, one at home, one away last night the pelicans game got postponed to a later date which we hopefully will find out soon enough uh, but that kind of put a wrenching into uh our plans obviously we were short-handed uh you had Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey on the injury report, Georges Niang and then now Andre Drummond and T- and Shake Milton added into that uh covid protocol list. Obviously Georges was already in there so now you had two more of those players uh and, and on top of that for Kirk illness we're not sure. so essentially tonight you're rolling into boston on in a rivalry game in boston tough place to play and you were shorthanded you were without essentially your entire bench and of course tyrese maxey so the work would be cut out against the boston team who were not in a similar situation as the sixers couple injuries not nothing as crazy as what the sixers have been having to go through um, but also haven't been playing the best the entire season either, haven't been having players back and forth. They had their fair share of drama. That I mean, that, that tea that Marcus, uh, Marcus Smart was spilling for all of us was absolutely great earlier in the season, and they've been having to try to gel together as a team. So in this game, you knew that it was going to be a hard fall game. It's Boston and Philly. What else do I need to say? You should already know what it is when it is the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. And flat out, we kind of got that. Now the blessing of this game, I truly would say was we all know how these these three games that we have lost in this week have gone. Last week was a week, I forget. the same narrative every single game, number one, the sixers digging themselves into a really deep hole. Getting down by 20 points heading into halftime, third quarters, uh, watching teams kind of pull away was killing the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, uh, and that and you would see the Sixers, especially in the Miami and in the uh, Brooklyn games, you saw how the Sixers would try to make these remarkable, remarkable comebacks, and that and it, it's just too much, especially when you're shorthanded as it is, and th- that was just the issue at hand, not setting the tone right and early. Defense has been an issue as well. Perimeter defense, getting out-rebounded defensively has been an issue as well with the Philadelphia 76ers. And number one, the first key, the Sixers turned around. As far as the pace of the game, the Sixers did a solid job of trying to control that. You saw how the Sixers throughout the first half were were pretty much in the lead for almost the entire half. Boston make their comebacks, but the Sixers were knocking down their shots. They were setting down the tones. And honestly, this whole entire game, it was really about, Joel, Seth, and Tobias. We'll get to those guys in a second because I do What an absolute game by those guys. So you go into halftime, and I kid you not, guys. I'm not kidding when I say this. You were up by, I believe it was two points. They were up by, it was like 51 to uh, to 48, three points. I'm sorry, whatever. But the Sixers bench unit only scored one freaking point in that first half. And the entire game, I believe they only had themselves like only like six-point-something ridiculous. But the fact that this team was able to stay in the game for as long as they did, despite us Boston, like I said, shorthanded, but you still had Jason Tatum. You still had Jalen Brown. You still had Dennis Schroeder. You still had Marcus Smart. You still had enough pieces to get the job done. And yet the Sixers, as shorthanded as they were, dude, we saw this uh, Aaron Henry kid, who is finally got an opportunity to play with all these injuries? Man, oh man, he gets blocked by Langford in the second quarter. They go to the other side of the of the court. Jason Tatum's backing him down on the post, hits him with the one-two, and Henry has no option but just to foul him. And that, I think Doc's all enough after that. You did not see much time, but I'll, I'll get back to it. But in the second half, Boston would start making, making a little bit of a run. The Sixers were turning the ball over. Go freaking figure, right? But they were were starting to knock down some shots. Tatum got into the rhythm. Jason Tatum got uh, Jalen got into rhythm. Jason Tatum got into rhythm as well. Um, And and Boston was flirting around with that lead, and the Sixers would have to fight back, especially a lot in that fourth quarter. And the closing, I would say, uh, six minutes of this game was really entertaining. Me as a Sixers fan, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat, you know, just hoping that the Sixers can stay in it. Plenty of time, absolutely plenty of time. I was just like, just knock down these shots, make it easy. And it was getting a little frustrating. You know, once you see, like, the thing is, is I'm not one of these Sixers fans that is like killing Joel Embiid for sitting behind the three-point line. I understand this is the NBA 2021. I just think that there is a lack of situational basketball sometimes with this team. You know, when you're in the closing moments, I should not be, should not see Joel Embiid even up the uh, threes. Get, Get those high percentage shots, those high efficiency shots, no, know, know where your spots are, know where you're, you're at your most dominant. And sometimes I do feel like Joel go, drifts away with that because he wants to be the quote unquote closer, but it doesn't mean you just know yourself, number one. You're you're not Steph Steph Curry or Steph Curry. I'm getting both of these guys mixed up. You're not Steph Curry, you're not gonna be heaving uh you know a three from half court to win a game. No, but what you are is you're a dominant big who can da- damage mother effers down in the paint, and that's what you need to do. And we saw as the game went on, Sixers makes, Batiste Stiebel makes a big shot. We'll talk about my point on TikTok in a little bit. Joel Embiid, uh, then all of a sudden, hits fade away after fade away after fade away. Jumper right at Nes Cantor's hand. Marcus Smart's coming on the double team. Boom, fade away. <laughs> and, and Joel Embiid literally put the team on his back on the closing minutes of this game. And it was truly remarkable. And Embiid, with like a superstar type of performance, and the game gets the voice slamming the ball on the ground. I, I thought, I really thought Joel was going to pull a T.O., grab that ball, and start slamming it on the center court with that ugly-ass Celtic dude. Oh, my God. It was just a fantastic night. Listen, the performance was great. The fact that you had your starting unit step up the way they did, being as short-handed, was great. But I am a fan above all. I try to watch these games without my biases, but I'm still a fan at the end of the day. I hate the stinking Boston Celtics, and we are both are kind of in a similar situation. Boston's got the superstar and Jason Tatum that they can't figure it out. The Sixers have the superstar and Joel Embiid. I think they know how to figure it out, but they can't get it done because they have a $30 million player that doesn't want to play, which we won't get to because we we talk about it after every episode, but it, the fact is that you were able to get that win in that building. It was absolutely spectacular. And and look what, what, what was going on beforehand. You were on a three-game losing streak. Three really just bad, ugly games that you kind of just want to forget about. And you step up here in this game and an absolute great performance. You're behind Joel Embiid with his 41 points. Just, just looking at like the superstar that he was. Um, make a big shot to big shot, at the end, you get a big contribution from Seth Curry with 26 in this game to buy freaking Harris with 25 points in this game as well. And the Sixers find a way to get the dub. But Joel Embiid finished with 41 points, 14 of 27 from the field, 103 from the three point line. And you see my point with those three pointers. And then he was 12 of 14 from the free throw line it was crazy he was knocking them down he was he was he, he was it, it felt like he wasn't he wasn't missing any and then on the last free throw possession it's still a it's still a uh a uh a, a two point game he joel goes on for two he misses the first one and, I, and i'm just like no <laughs> the one time you miss a free throw but he made the other one making making it a three point game i believe at that point it was like 106 to 103 and then we will find a way to uh, and Joel would hit more free throws um and that's that's how they would close the game but now jo- Joel just kind of he, he was consistent throughout the game and you can tell he he's he's just absolutely exhausted all these games putting in some serious minutes 40 minutes from Joel he Joel played the second most minutes out of any Sixers player Tobias led the Sixers in minutes with 41 po- oh, 41 minutes and then Seth Curry's making big shots, 3 of 3 from the 3-point line, 10 of 14 from the field. At halftime, he was 7 of 9 from the field. And the thing is is that Seth Curry is not taking layups. Seth Curry's pulling up mid-range game, 3-pointers. My man's shoot, shoot, uh, jump shot is absolutely lethal. And when he's on, yo, it is so hard to take Seth Curry down. And he just shows you every single time. And that's why we need the hot Seth Curry. Keep him hot, man. Keep that Curry hot, please. Tobias Harris. Ah, Tobias Harris. It's an interesting conundrum with Tobias Harris. I made the point here today on TikTok, um, and maybe tonight was the best night to for, for this TikTok to come out, or the best day for this TikTok to come out, because both Tobias Harris and Matisse Diable had really good games, in my opinion. But my point today was... I love the Sixers. I love all these players. To me, it's I'm more of a Sixers fan than I'm a, a fan of these players, per se. Uh, because I know these players will come and go, you know. So that's my kind of point on it. But today I, I mentioned the point that I just feel like a lot of times in Sixers Nation, there are a group of fans that look out to find the negatives of Tobias Harris way too much every single night. Uh Tobias had 20. Oh, but but he only had two assists. He's not worth the money. Like the other night against the Miami Heat, uh, and, uh, granted, a bad loss, a similar kind of loss to what we suffered on Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets. But Tobias Harris actually contributed to that game. And you go on Twitter, and there's still fans that are kicking Tobias Harris because he wasn't able to get 30 points. And, and to me, that's so weird because... There are fans that dedicate some their energy to criticize and killing Tobias Harris. But then you get a Matisse Thibel here. But because Matisse Thieub is like a it's like a guy I love Matisse. I love the vlogs. I love the type of dude he is. There's like it's hard to be mad at Matisse Thibel. And he's like a well-liked guy. And I just feel like sometimes we get blinded by that. And Sixers fans are a little reluctant to criticize Matisse the way he should be because of how hard he plays. He is an elite defender. There's no taking that away. We know what his role is. But the thing is is that we were killing Ben Simmons because he wasn't helping and contributing on the offensive glass, even though he was creating a lot for others. And we saw what happened later on. You eat, this is the NBA 2021. You're not just going to make it and goodbye just by defense. You have to contribute on the offense. Someone today told me he's great off the ball. 110% he's great off the ball. But that doesn't help his 5, 5.5 points per game average or his one assist per game average either. There needs to be some more contributions from Matisse Theibel as an offensive player. His offensive efficiency just got awful. Now tonight, he did make some big shots. He made a big three that helped to help the gap, the, uh, the lead that Boston had. And he really, he had some big plays here. It's had three uh, assists. To, I'm sorry. Three steals and a block here tonight. And he did have two, two turnovers, but Matisse, not every night, he's going to be able to impact the game with his defense. All right. The, the Saturday gets golden state. That's not going to happen every single game. There's gotta be times where you're able to help and contribute on the offensive glass. And that is my only criticism. Of Matisse again, I love these guys. I love these players. I'm a Sixers fan, but we have to keep it real. But there is a difference between keeping it real and being a straight up asshole. And I'm just keeping it real. That's just all I'm doing tonight. Tobias Harris stepped up big, especially in the first half creating the tempo and the, the one thing I will say about Tobias, I think this is the issue with, with 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 Tobias. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to get. He needs to play angry. I, there was a game against the Knicks, right? I think it was when they came out with the MVP or the All Star voting, right? And they put Ju- Julius Randle in the All Star game, and they didn't put him in. And it was in it was in Philly. I remember we were wearing the Boathouse Road jerseys, and against the New York Knicks. Tobias Harris played pissed off. He played with that motivation that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out here. I'm going to drop 30 on these mother efforts because you know why? Because they think he's going to be in the All-Star game. Hell no. I'm going to show you why I deserve to be in the All-Star game. And he put the team on his back. He made the game-winning shot to win that game against the New York Knicks last year. But that Tobias Harris has yet to be seen this year. And that is that Tobias the, the, the Harris I I want to see. I do believe that Tobias Harris on a good team can be your third option. I really do believe that. I know some of the Sixers fans think that's absolutely crazy, but there are times I have seen Tobias Harris actually showing a little bit of that gumption that we need him to have. And it's it's just I think right now we're just going through a lot of off-court stuff. I think it's going to take some time, but I don't think that we should be killing Tobias Harris the way he, he should be. Listen, the contract that's not on Tobias Harris, he was at the right place at the right time. Elton Brand freaked out, and he was like, I just lost Jimmy Baller. I got to sign someone. So he signed Tobias Harris. How is that Tobias Harris's fault? It doesn't mean he can't help this team. He can absolutely help this team. But I will agree with you guys. He's not worth the contract. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you're not going to argue with me with that. I know that. So. And it was interesting too. A good point. Seth, obviously, no Tyrese Maxey. or Mel in this game. We saw Curry go back to the point guard position. That was interesting. We saw Joel and run the point a couple times in the second in the second half. I listen, I love Joel's mentality. He thinks he's the closer, he thinks he, he, he he's the alpha male on this team, the B guy, and I love that. But I do not need to see my center running the point. I just do not need to see that. All right, love it. You saw what happened when he took over the game in those final closing minutes hit he went right up up in that post he hit those fadeaway shots he was working and that's uh freedom there's no there's there's maybe two maybe at best three centers on any given night especially in a seven game series that's gonna stop Joel lmb all right let's let's keep it simple um the bench tonight ladies and gentlemen your bench tonight consisted of charles bassey isaiah joe aaron henry and miles powell and uh uh and those th- those three gentlemen can uh all combined for one stinking point, and that was uh, Isaiah Joe on the free throws. He couldn't even knock both of his. But I don't know what you are going to expect from the this bench. You got a lot of young, uh, pretty much uh, G League guys, so there is really not much that you can be expecting there. But listen, we kind of knew what this was about tonight. You knew we knew we were going to be shorthanded. That, that that means that doesn't mean there is any excuses. You have to go out there. You have to play. You got to play hard. And the starting the starting unit got it. And it, it, it's it's crazy because like about a month and a half ago when we were going through our COVID scare, our serious COVID scare, when we had no Joel, we had no Seth. Uh, no, I'm sorry, we had Seth. No Joel, no Tobias, no Matisse, and all those guys were out. You saw how the bench unit really stepped up in some critical minutes. You had Shake Milton and, and, and Tyrese Maxey and, and Furkan, all these guys putting up like 30 plus minutes a night. And those guys stepped up and tried to keep them afloat. Well, listen, now the starting unit is is in that's all we really have. We don't have a bench, and those guys have to step up. And tonight, those guys stepped up big. And this tonight it, it truly was a, a big uh big night from everyone. Brown the Celtics points this third points. Jason Molly said, hey, good job. Danny Green did a good did a solid job on uh Jason Tatum. Also on one on one, he's just gonna he's just gonna annoy the crap out of you, absolute crap out of you. Um I really felt like he did that. Um Mark smart, man. He's an Marcus Smart. It's funny because he's one of those players you hate him, but if he was on your team, you would absolutely love him. He was so infuriating that uh, that swat on Seth Curry as as uh, as he gets uh, or as he fouls Dennis Schroder. I guess the the referee or the ump the, the officials tonight a little bit questionable calls. The Matisse thibel foul out. I thought that was extremely questionable. Marcus Smart legit slapped the shit out of uh, Matisse thibel and they called a foul on Matisse. Like some of these calls were highly questionable, absolutely highly questionable. Uh, but at, at least we were able to survive and, and walk out of here. Peyton Pritchard was a pest off the bench as well, um, as he dropped 14 points here tonight. Um, they went with a little bit of a small ball lineup here tonight, but uh, the they go as they did go at us. But it w- it was still a pet up. This team was was not going anywhere. They made it tough for us. And, this, and the Sixers behind our star players were able to get the job done. But 108-103, to 103, let's see what you guys got to say here tonight. We'll get to your comments question again. Of course, guys, we're only keeping it basketball. If you guys got some basketball questions, we're talking Sixers and we're talking Celtics. Sixers get the 108-103 win up in TD Garden. TikTok, what's happening? What's going on, man? What's happening? What's up, why? How you feeling, brother? Watt, wow, Thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. If you come back tomorrow, we'll be talking some uh, some football. It's a uh, game day here in Philadelphia tomorrow. Uh, diggy Dwa, uh dog, diggy dog. What's going on? How you feeling, brother? What's happening? Welcome on in. Welcome, welcome. We got Lucas Kraken is in the building. What's happening, Luke? What's going on? Go Sixers, go Sixers. Mike Cell, that's, that's I'm not gonna lie to you. I love you. I really appreciate that you're here supporting. Really means a lot to me. I'm still gonna call you guys out because I love you. That's weird. You're a Knicks Eagles Union fan. That's weird, but I still love you. Thank you. <laughs> we got the NYCFC fan pages. Nets lost now. Two of the three got postponed. Um, big news out of the NHL. Uh, this could be a, a, a kind of pre with what path to the other leagues. The NHL is canceling games on Wednesday through uh, Christmas. So it's a couple days, I guess. And they're going to come back. Everyone's going to come back on the 26th. The so Flyers game tomorrow is still scheduled, but the NHL is going to go uh, on a little break for a couple of days. So for it like three four days, the uh, NHL will be will be done, will be postponed, I guess, for now. So we'll see what that means for the other leagues. But what's happening, YouTube? What's going on, guys? Chase is in the building. Holy clutch. Holy Joel Hans and Bead closing it out for the boys. How about that? Huh? And beat their rival. Yes. Yeah, screw Boston, man. Screw Boston that was great. And and Joel talked about it after the game, man. It's great to get those wins, but getting it against a rival like that, you you definitely love to see that. You definitely love to see that. And B let's go. What's happening Thomas. What's going on, baby? Uh, yes. So Thomas, uh, kind of broke air for us. So next up for the Philadelphia 76ers, they'll be back at it on Thursday, December 23rd, the Eve before Christmas Eve. And it'll be a seven o'clock tip off and they'll be back at home. So that should be good. Sixers back at home. Double check. Yeah, we'll be back at home. Uh facing off against the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. And that'll be the last game before Christmas. So hopefully the Sixers give us an early Christmas gift. That'd be that'd be very, very nice. Uh probably he does not play b- uh back-to-back night games. Uh wait, what are you talking about? Now Eagles tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Let's go. Uh Niang saw Simmons, so he threw up and got code because he's five stuff, man. Wonder what Ben's doing these days, huh? What's going on? Hey, we got Scotty in the building, strong W. That's right, baby. Let's go. What's up, Scotty? Tobias Harris looked good, and no one wants to say it. Hey, you know how it is, Scotty. No one wants to admit uh, Tobias Harris was actually a part of the win. They only like to come at him when he loses. I just don't get. Like he's a nice dude. Like you. Like it's funny. Like six. Like Philly sports fans act like they're paying for these players' salaries. Like what the fuck do you care how much he's making? He's probably playing. <laughs> what the hell? I, I, I mean I I guess I guess the refs were so what was half, half the fouls, Matisse? Uh, it was it, the refs were bad. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, the refs were bad. You should edit a video of the last five minutes of the game, put it in three minutes, and show the clutch uh, videos. I would love to do that. Um, I don't have the licensing to do that. Uh, but I would I, listen. You guys like uh. You, you guys like the reaction stuff. All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind for tick for TikTok, tock. Tiki tocks. Uh, Matisse the Matisse vlogs are are goaded. Uh, I'm not going to take that away. The Matisse vlogs are absolutely goaded. But again, that doesn't help the actual product on the basketball court. So when Matisse Stiebel's offensive rating is one of the worst in the NBA, you got to call him out on. It. And that's been my point the whole time. You can't see. Can't you guys just go blind when you see Matisse Stiebel bricking three after three or not helping offensively. Um, I'm not talking uh, right now. Arms. Wookiee. Oh my! My fell dying left. <laughs> Joel is the real closer. Uh, listen, I like to see that. Honestly, I like to see my star player having having that mentality, wanting the ball at the end of the games. It's just that I just don't think that he's an actual closer. I just it's tough to be a center and be a closer. You don't have the spit. You don't have that. You like you can't like Joel can't drive just like on anybody like or, or make that key jump shot as well. Like I just I need a, I need we need a closer. Like Jim Butler was the perfect closer for this team. I keep constantly keep saying that. It's just tough being the center, being being the be closer, like maybe Kareem Abdul Jabbar back in the day, like Hakeem wasn't even closing back with the Houston Rockets to go a little more more um more recent. Um Tim Duncan, Shaq, these guys weren't closing out games. These guys were dominant centers in the game. It's just not, it's just hard to do. It just often does not happen. Mandeed, um, what's happening, man? What's going on? Go Sixers. Go Sixers. All right, guys. So, like I mentioned, Sixers again, big. This is a big one. I can't tell you how much of a big win this is. The fact the Sixers team, like, I, I know it's frustrating because. And, I, and I'm the same way. Like, I look at a big picture. Like, I see this team struggling to get past the second round and we're thinking about it. Like, I still think this team is good enough to get a first-round win. But I think it's just tough for this team, the way it's constructed right now, for it to get past this in the second round. Like, I don't know how they get past Brooklyn. I don't know how they get past Milwaukee. I don't know how they get past Miami. That's who are probably going to play. And the thing is, the Eastern Conference is tight. You look at it right now. Like, let's look at the standings right now. You look at these standings. Number number one, Brooklyn Nets with twenty one wins in first. In second place, actually t- uh, tied in second place with nineteen wins. Got Chicago, Cleveland, and Milwaukee all with nineteen wins. Miami's right behind them with eighteen and fifth. Then we're uh, tied with Charlotte, uh, Washington, and ourselves are tied for six with sixteen wins. And then you got Boston, Toronto, Atlanta with fourteen wins. Uh, Boston has got fifteen. Toronto, Atlanta has got fourteen. So this Eastern Conference is tight. So they need to just make sure they're keeping uh, punching above weight. I I don't know what to think of this Cleveland team. I don't think that they will be a top seeded playoff team. I think that they can make the playoffs. It's crazy. They got Evan Mobley and Laurie Mark and starting all that space out there. We talk about all the time, man. It's absolutely wild. But Sixers just need to make sure that they are just punching above their weight. So we shall see what happens there. But all right, guys, that's gonna do it here for me. Thank you so much for watching again. Again, Sixers win 108 to 103. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be previewing the birds tomorrow. uh, Tomorrow afternoon. We'll be uh, recapping the Eagles as well as recapping the flyers tomorrow. As we have ourselves a Philly sports double header with the birds and the flyers in all in action tomorrow night. So make sure you guys uh, are tuned to that. Make sure you guys are subscribed here, both to here and DSM media. We'll keep you up to date and posted with all of our Philly sports uh, content here. And of course, um, you can find all this wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Sixers win one oh eight to one oh three. Thank you so much for watching. I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and we're telling you guys to trust that process. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.